What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now, you can't bet on it, but there are other things you can bet on. And you're going to want to make sure that you head over to Bet Online and get all of your wagering information and use our code, BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get yourself 50% on a welcome bonus. So your first deposit, you can get 50% extra just by using that code BLEAV. Bet on the NBA, bet on some of the NFL action as there are a lot of things going on in the NFL right now. And all of that can be done right there at Bet Online where the game starts. We uh, kind of oh, really? teased and kind of pushed Stoner into position last week where he needed to run a 40 to kind of prove himself, prove that that manhood of his, that he can do this in his 50s as his birthday will be next week. So he will not be on the show. He'll be celebrating his birthday. So uh, we'll give him a happy birthday right now, Stoner. Happy birthday, and, Stoner. Uh, and you did it. You, you took this, this uh, challenge, you know, on, and you've done this, and I really don't know if I can uh, really set this up any better than this picture that we have of you at the combine running your forty. To Indy. Yeah. Let me set it up a little bit. I went up to Indy uh, to, okay. to do a 40 in Indy uh, on this uh, track or whatever. Now I had, I only had two cameras. Okay. This, this to me is really a three camera shoot, but I only had two. So I had a camera behind me and You'll, you'll see it when we show the video. And then I had a camera like at the finish line because I wouldn't know how else to, to, to get there a correct time because I'm not, I don't have a stop. I didn't have anybody out there with a stopwatch or whatever. So I had to sync up the two cameras. And so I had to have one right on the line. So all you're going to see is me from behind and you're going to, and you're going to see me cross the finish line uh, with my, uh, my feet or whatever. So, that's what the video is going to show. Uh, yeah, I'm hiding. All right. So let's go ahead and we're going to switch this over as uh, we have the video here. And uh, and so this is uh, Stoner with the two different cameras. And my understanding, yep. this is my first time seeing it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, my understanding here, Stoner prepped me with this is that there's going to be a point where I pause the camera, this pause, this video. So yep. stay, stay with us. The 40, 40, 40 at 55 challenge. Did I get all the forties in there? I think yeah, I did. the 40 yard dash. It's been 40 years since I've done a timed 40. And then the four other 40 is 40 pounds since the last time I did a, uh, a 40, a timed 40 yard dash. And then lastly, uh, 55 is, uh, you know, that's my birthday coming up. I'll be 55. So you're going to see my run first without okay. the timer. So you don't know what the time is. Then we're going to pause it. And then everyone's going to pit, you know, chime in to think after watching it to say what you think my time was. And then we'll see it again with stop, stopwatch on there. Okay. 
Um, who's chicken legs on screen? Some great comments here. Uh, mass collector, which are 40 ounces. Yeah, Gus bus on that, that line as well. Drink a 40 ounce to, uh, before the 40. Um, you, you have uh, JG, see you from behind. Why must we suffer? And of course, a lot of happy birthday wishes. Uh, and people saying we couldn't get Adam Peters actually locked on laws here is probably the best Adam Peters comment. Adam Peters does not have all day to time stoners. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and roll the tape. So for our audio listeners, we're seeing him do a lot of prep work here. Oh, you ran out of at the combine. Uh, here we go. Pray for the Achilles and calves, the groins, the hips. Even the shoulders. Even the shoulders. All right, you can see go. his calf muscle already tightened up there. And all right, a little zoom in. That's pretty good. Your form's a little off. Oh, right. I think I know oh, what he got. I was flying, was I not? Nathan, hit pause here and let's see what everybody thinks I ran that in. I was flying. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Flying. All right. Uh, what do you think? You've seen it now. I want to yeah. hear what everybody thinks. Uh, thinks I ran. I said eight point two. Yeah, that All looked right. a little. That looked a little slow. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, uh, Six forty from from John. Um, right, we have an eight 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 from uh, from Yam. An eight eight from Real Deal. Uh, TJ. Okay, that's at least under seven. Uh, All right, respectable <laughs> six seven from Gregory, uh, Joseph nine four six seven by Guspa six uh, eight from Code Talker TJ with six seven Tommy going big here nine one, um, seven flat seven from Brian uh, Teddy there. Also, All right. by the way, can I chime in? No practice. No, I mean, I warmed up by like I walked there. It was a mile away, so I <laughs> do a couple of one starts or whatever. It was, it was just I'm doing it one time, and I hope the cameras get it because I'm only doing it one time, and that was it. So there was there was no training leading up to this or whatever. It was just like go out there, put the cameras down, and go. And I and I prayed for my. For my Achilles, my calves, my hammies, my uh, um, thighs, my groin muscle, my hips, and even my shoulder. And you know why I was praying for my shoulder? Because we've seen those videos of, you know, the high-calorie folks on doing those sprints and then falling down and on the high shoulders or whatever. I know, right? He's so respectful with that. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> way to, to be put respectful. it. Yeah. The all right, all right. So, Trev, what was your guess last week? You you thought it was uh, I think it was seven eight. nine, I it was like and I had eight, eight two. two. Yep, and, and Nathan had oh. eight two. Now Trev's at eight two. I I can uh, already tell you, Stoner. If you mm -hmm. if I worked with you, I can shave off at least a second just working on your form. You had some. Yeah. You had you had some they Air did. Force. I'm running a mile and a half form, and not sprinting forty yards. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, listen, also, I was scared. The biggest thing I was scared of is I was scared of popping my Achilles right at the start. I mean, you I was just really crushing, scared about that part. I, I will say when you're uh, when you're lining up and you're you uh, your calf tightened. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, no, I was like, oh, no, it's that's over. not good. Yeah, you cannot. Not good. That, that would have been 
that would have been bad. I I would have to say that you were you were north of seven seconds. I think a lot of people are are very impressed with uh, what you did. Uh, do, like Dominic here, not not bad at all. Very hey, impressive. Uh, Gregory, old, definitely better than I thought. I mean, this is you're right, right man. 50, like 55 next week. You nor no warm ups, nothing. Trev, what you got here? Not gonna lie, I thought he was gonna do the warm up and get a position and just. I thought you were gonna do that, like prank us, get ready. Like I'm not running the forty. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I I'm should, not. I should have done that. Yeah, Somebody suggested it. I'd have done that. I, I would. Uh, my uh, my forty that I will record is absolutely just gonna be an entire joke. Okay, I'm. The whole thing uh, is just gonna be a joke after a joke because it will happen when my back will cooperate with me. Uh, Big E, Stoner is an athlete. I have played sports with him. He is surprisingly mm-hmm. good. At uh, at sports, don't don't let his uh, his. I tell you, all those times I tell you, cool jump shot, don't you? He does. All those times I told you, I I can see it. You know, I got you know, I got a cannon for an arm. I could get out there, and I always say things like, you know, I could (laughs) I could get out there and and throw five innings in a major. He he can fling a frisbee. Five innings in a major league game. (laughs) Hey, but for real, you know what they called me when I played hoops. Is they call me JJ for JJ Reddick because I come off oh, them screens, God. man. I just uh, Trev, him, he's man. not lying. I could kill I now. Could now, kill granted, his, in his older age, he was a cherry picking mother trucker because <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he would not go down and play defense. He would just yeah. hope that his team gets the ball and then just toss it out to him because he can nail a three point shot from the corner. This uh, is a true story. This is a true. St- if hey, as long as we're talking about my athletic career, right? I'm gonna. Uh, this is a true story that when I played intramurals, and this was this was at. Ramstein, uh, Nathan, and in our intramural over 30 league, we were in the championship. And in the championship, and if you know anything about basketball, in the championship game, they played a box in one defense on me, which means one guy played me man to man wherever I went, and then the rest of the team played zone because I was just killing them from three. And, you know, when you play in those intramurals, nobody really plays much defense. They don't really care. Right. Right. But I just kept killing them and killing them. They said, all right, that's it. You go guard him, and then we'll just play zone the rest of us. Oh, they ran a box for one in the intramurals. <laughs> I know, right? That's what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Wow. Teddy uh, Ramstein Air Base in Germany, uh, Stoner and I, yeah. that's where uh, we met. Was that the, that was the, when I was there with you, Stoner? Yeah, that was probably that, was that post or pre? Yeah, that was probably about the same time. Yeah, when I was yeah. playing intramurals was two thousand eight nine. Yeah, we 10, used to play the the lunch pickup leagues, yeah, and he was he was the first one team people would pick. I'm I'm six three six four. I've got a wingspan of a guy who's like seven foot. Okay, it's like eighty five inches from tip fingertip to fingertip, and I was one of the last people being picked. Because I was no good outside of fouling and and swatting swatting at balls. That's that's all you picked me up. Rebounding and blocking shots. Stoner was money from three. I don't think he's money here on the forty. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh, with eight five as my final answer. For all right. So let's let's, let's see. Uh, with the let's watch the tape and see what he has to say again. But this time with the stopwatch showing. Go. 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 Go.
Not bad. Seven, seven five, five seven. seven. I mean, seven I, five seven. That's not terrible. I thought I was going a little faster, but hey, make sure you hit like, hit subscribe for all the great content here at Ref the District. Until next time, be a fan. Well, we're not leaving yet, but yeah, not not leaving yet. Seven five. I think that's uh, that's that's actually really good, Stoner. I'm I'm very proud of you Thank for seeing it through. Uh, Nat, Nat uh, Congol didn't think eight five was right. I think seven five is uh, is very respectful, very nice. especially because you didn't hurt yourself. You <laughs> didn't launch right. Someone had mentioned that earlier. You didn't didn't have any launch. Your form was awful. If yeah, if, well, I mean, if I you're have printed. printed you're, you're supposed to be on your toes, my man. Like it's I all was trying to, to uh, remember the last time I actually like just sprinted. I can't, I can't recall probably when I was active duty. So, and I've been retired wow. for, for 11 years now. So yeah, I don't remember the last time I sprinted. So it's not part of my repertoire at this point. Yeah. So even though I'm a long distance runner, uh, my favorite workout is, uh, what we called back in the day suicides, but that might get this yeah. banned. So I, the wind right. sprints is what now I call them when lines I lines now, I think. Or something. Yeah. Lines. Right, I call right. them wind sprints when I, when I'm coaching, uh, my favorite. So I sprint all day because that's my, that's well, when I'm, when I'm, uh, uh, able to work out because that's my favorite thing that works on your cardio and for long distance running. I mean, I'm medium distance runner, not really a long distance, not running marathons because the, no. Uh, but, uh, I love medium distances, your five K's and stuff and wins a mile and a half in the air force. Right. Like that's a, that's a short distance. Wind sprints will help you out, uh, there. So, and it's a great way to keep off the fluff. So, but good job, Stoner. A lot Thank of happy you. birthdays for you. A lot of good ones. And that was a lot of fun, but now it is time to go to the grab bag. And we have a couple different topics here. Some from our, our people. And if you have a, a topic you would like us to touch on, go ahead and throw it into the chat here. Uh, we do have a couple uh, from Code Talker. Bernard has one. Yam has the first one that we're going to talk about because uh, the House passed the bill that would give D.C. control of RFK Stadium. If it passes in the Senate, Yam says, this would allow D.C. to redevelop the campus and use it for a number of purposes. Mm -hmm. RFK is where most people want the football stadium back. Is it going to yeah. happen, Trev? I mean, it kind of seems like it might happen. There's a really, really, really good chance of it happening. I think this time last year, it was a long shot. I think it was all we were talking about, bringing it to Virginia or keep it in Maryland or yeah. a different spot in D.C., but now it seems like it's going to go back to where it all started because of the, the passing of the house. And then and then that breaks on the same day, coincidentally, that FedEx decides to remove their uh, name from our field and, and, you know, cut that contract two years early. It's kind of interesting how they both happen on the same day. Mm. Um, I'm just saying. I like to read yeah. between the lines of some things, but yeah, I, I think it has a greater chance of it happening now that it's passing through the house and Senate. Well, I mean, if it's going to happen, this was the step that had to be cleared. This was the hurdle that had right. to, they had to get over regardless of what they plan on doing eventually. But I think it's, right. um, I, I think it's fair to say we don't know these owners too well, but just in typical owner fashion, they're going to go wherever they get the best deal whether that's Virginia, yeah. Maryland, or D.C. But this at least clears that hurdle. And I think somebody put it up there about mm -hmm. that 
area kind of being small for if you want yeah, to locked on law here if you want to create a whole thing out there with the restaurants and other facilities uh but if you just want to put the stadium out there then uh, then there's plenty of room but there's just not enough room if you want to create a whole district uh right. around the stadium now they could still create a district if you will out in ashburn or out in northern virginia in that area in loudon county where you can have your training facility and you can have restaurants and all this other yeah. stuff so you can do that but really to me it's all about game day right mm-hmm. and game day is where i think you should have everything all encompassed in one place but we'll see at least they got over that hurdle or they're about to get over the final hurdle so that they can at least have that option which like you said last year Trev, this was not even in play because no. the government was not giving up control of that land to D.C. I, I think D.C. has really kind of come along with the sale of the team to the Josh Harris ownership group where they've kind of wanted the team back in. And then especially when you have what's going on with the Wiz and the Capitals maybe yeah. moving out of D.C., D.C. wants a sports team in the city. And they do want to develop it in a way that will bring more revenue and more people into the city. So I think that's going to be a big part of what they're trying to work with in making sure that the commanders or Washington, whatever they're going to be called, because I hate to bring up a name thing because it's going to be commanders for a while, but a new stadium might bring a new name. But uh, the, the idea of RFK or that area, I do think the size thing is overblown. I do think that they're going to be able to fit some things in there. What they're going to be missing from that, which I do think will upset some people, especially those coming from a a distance to come, is the tailgating experience will be different. Mm. Instead of having loads of free space, which we have right now at the current location where it's parking lot after parking lot and people setting up barbecues and all that, there's going to be very limited parking lot space, I think, at the new uh, stadium if it's in that RFK site. Because I think they're going to build it up into be an area where you can take the metro and then your tailgate experience is going to bars and going and doing these things. They'll have some places set up for people to tailgate, but those I think will be coming out of premium. I think that's probably what what that site would look at. There's other locations, but I think it's exciting to have, and the team wants this, make no doubt about it. You you touched on this one, Stoner. Having Virginia, D.C., and Maryland fighting for you for a new stadium is exactly what the franchise wants because that that's what's going to maximize their funds. Now I just hope that the team makes the right decision when it comes to that to not just build up a stadium but build an area where actual revenue can go back to it because if we're putting taxpayer money to it, because I am definitely not a fan of putting taxpayer money to a billion billionaires project. Okay. The entire ownership group has like an, uh, it's like worth a hundred billion dollars. They can pay for their own stadium, but to incentivize them, hold on but to incentivize them, I understand that taxpayers have to take some of that because they're billionaires for a reason, right? They didn't become a billionaire because they had to pay things themselves. They become a billionaire because other people uh, paid for Absolutely. things. 
And so if taxpayers are going to pay for it, then build it up. And that's one of the things that I feel bad about for the current site in Landover is they never did that. That money, that they never actually put money into the area to mm-hmm. actually improve the Landover area. And that's a disappointment. So wherever it ends up, I hope that money actually gets put into the community and gives people jobs and establishes a place that is better for the area that paid money. Uh, and and exactly how much tax do you pay in that area? Who me personally? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I pay zero tax in okay. all three of these areas. But that's yeah. Well, so I don't care personally. I mean, I get the concept of of not wanting billionaires to make everybody else pay for their toys, if you will, on uh, their way of making more money. But. I mean, personally, it's not my money, so I don't care how that sort of turns out. I, that's not against the people who have to pay. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not me. So, oh yeah, it's easy to spend other people's money, absolutely. And and Gus is saying that as well. You like to say that, Nathan, but if your region has an NFL team financing the stadium, regardless of ownership, wealth comes with the territory. Yeah, I I and I get that. And I would like to see us move away from that, but it's it's probably never because they have they have all the power, right? They can just move to a place that does pay them. Uh, and so I think that is it's unfortunate, but I mean, I, I did I like I like my Oklahoma City Thunder. I want them to stay here. I want them to build a new stadium to keep the team here and everything like that. And it's just unfortunate that it is one of those things that you have to pay the money for now. Part of the reason why we're paying the money for it is because it's a lot that goes into it. Uh, and, and one of the things that's supposed to help with the funding is also a sponsorship. Uh, Chris asking about a new stadium sponsor because, Trev, you alluded to this earlier. FedEx mm-hmm. Field is out. There yep. is no more FedEx Field. FedEx used the option that they had for when Harris bought the team. It allowed FedEx to pull out of a deal that they signed all the way back in 2003. Someone might mm-hmm. correct me if yeah. I'm wrong there. Yeah. Um, so that's a business decision by FedEx. It's, it has nothing yeah. to do with the new ownership group. It is merely FedEx probably isn't getting the money uh, return that they would like to have seen. So what do you think we should be calling the new stadium or not the new stadium, the current stadium at Landover, because it is no longer FedEx field. Mm. The command centers. Mm. <laughs> but that, that could be a cool nickname. Oh, like what sponsor? Like FedEx. Okay. Let's see. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, there's was running place. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. Don't, don't sleep. Know. Um, uh, don't sleep stadium. Don't sleep field. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, well, I think like, uh, I was thinking about this earlier is that Amazon. I hope that Josh Harris and his group, uh, were made aware of this earlier and that this is not something that just kind of came out of left field to them because the changes that have to go into whatever you're going to name the stadium from here on out are massive, massive changes. Think about like driving down the interstate and there's all these signs about FedEx field next exit, right? All those things have to all be changed now because it's no longer FedEx field. So I hope because the season, it's not like they have two years to do this. 
They've got like four months before they got to have everything all changed. Yeah. Everything's got to be changed. already in talks of that, but so I don't know. Who, I hope I they're like ready for that. And maybe, yeah, I think it's what makes sense is, um, you know, bet MGM field, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the betting. Yeah. That'd be cool. Gonna be like that or, or a Bitcoin place, you know, something that new money. That MGM field would be cool. Yeah, I mean I, that that makes the most sense. But I would exactly. like to, if they don't get a sponsor, I'd like to like rename it like Washington Memorial Stadium, you know, to honor veterans. I, I, I would absolutely love a more generic name. It won't ever happen, and yeah. it, I mean, it might be something along the lines of Bet MGM's Washington Memorial uh, Stadium type deal. Uh, but I. I just don't know. My favorite so far of all the ones is coming from Bryant. Uh, sell the rights to Lowe's for all your stadium improvement needs because there is a lot of of needs for the stadium, and we're going to get to those uh, in a little bit because they they the the stadium's awful. It was ranked as one of the worst, and a lot of the facilities have been uh, for Washington been, been pretty bad. Uh, Prime Field from Big E, uh, Stud Field from Kim Mandalorian, uh, Gus Bus, the simple Landover Stadium. I, I think something just kind of you know good would be there. I'm actually against this. This might be a very big hot take yeah, we here. Don't need that. Te- yeah, Teddy don't Strong need that. here, Sean Taylor Memorial Stadium. I would be I very much against that. I, I would I not want that. Um, no. Yeah, no need to tie it to one person. Uh, no. But yeah, I think something generic. I mean, if you just made it like, you know, Commander's Field or something like that would, would be fine until you get to a new stadium. But I think they will sell the rights to somebody. I mean, that's that's just how it goes nowadays. And I think oh, yeah. he had mentioned something about, um, uh, you know, about gambling addiction mm-hmm. and how they don't want sort of gambling sites uh, to be associated with it, which makes sense a little bit. But I mean... There are stadiums that are named after like alcohol, right? I don't know if they're like Miller, yeah. Miller Field in Milwaukee or Bush something. Light. Yeah, some of those, yeah, those a lot stadium. of those have gone away, but yeah, baseball but, for sure. Yeah, I think it's fine if it if it's certain vices that are not good for people. Well, you know, sorry, but you know, money talks. So whatever it yeah. is, I think Bet MGM makes a lot of sense. I, I think when right. it comes to that, I would like to see right. kind of similar to the former owner. So I don't have to put a dollar in. Uh, he would put a lot of money into native American uh, businesses and organizations and developing those communities because he wanted to keep the name Redskins. It was kind of a, along the lines. And to me, I said this when the name was being changed. I said, that's the thing that I, I would want to see continue. But as soon as there was no need, and again, this is what billionaires do. They don't, don't give money away for free, yeah. right? As soon as, they, <laughs> as soon as they moved away from the Redskins name, so did that money. And when you're talking about the, the, the beer or the alcohol or the betting ones, I'd like to see some of that money that's being made being put to though you know to help those who do have an addiction do that do have it i i mm-hmm. i uh had gotten away and i apologize from the bet responsibly uh message there but i do i understand addiction is is something that's very hard for people to live with and so you know that is one of our sponsors because of the believe network uh, bet online is and so you know it is something that 
by we're contractually obligated to read it. And so I do want to make sure everybody knows we do, you know, want you to bet responsibility responsible like that. And I would like to see if they go that route, which betting now the NFL is a huge deal. So it's probably going to be something like that or fanatics. Um, so, you know, I do hope that they do put some money into taking care of the people who have an addiction, if that's the way uh, that they go. Uh, one of the things that they did put uh, some money to was stadium improvements. Mm -hmm. Maybe enticing enough for me to get back there and uh, take the trip from Oklahoma, especially to see some things that impact me directly as a veteran. The USO uh, area is going to get revamped. What were your biggest, you know, kind of things that you saw in the improvements that you were excited for? Me, personally, I'm excited for the USO tent for you guys. I've experienced it with you guys. We went to some games, and you guys are military guys, so that's cool. Everything else, I can't afford that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, glad it's happening. That's cool. Yeah, I'm glad it's happening. It's cool. Part deserved to happen. But me, personally, I can't. Let, like, I'm not. That's not in my, in my reality. So mm, I'm happy about yeah. the USO because I've experienced that. And it was cool, but it, was just, it just wasn't. It didn't feel very USO. It was just a tent with a couple of DJs and you're sitting at cafeteria tables eating some, some mission barbecue. Yeah. And you, so like, it just wasn't very USO oriented. So I'm glad that they're actually yeah, upgrading fair. that, you know? So and and they're doing some structural uh, repairs mm -hmm. to the stadium. So we don't have to, hopefully don't have to worry about the railing falling, falling apart and yeah, poop coming right. out and, and things like that. I mean, they're just, $75 million seems like a lot of money, but when quick. you really get down to it, it's probably yeah. not a whole lot in terms of what they're going to be able to do. And I think they're using a lot of that money over in Ashburn, too, at the training facility. It's not just FedEx. Oh, we got to start putting a dollar every time we call it FedEx at oh, wow. uh, yeah, Landover Field or Commander's Field. Um, so it's not just there, but stuff that they're doing there. It's probably just kind of repairs for now, and then we'll, you know, once the new stadium is announced or whatever, they're they're gonna have to keep putting a little bit of money in it just to patchwork it until till end of life, which is you know five yeah. years. Yeah, it's we're in that stadium for a while, so we're probably not gonna. This isn't gonna be the last time we hear that they're putting seventy five no. million into stadium repairs because they yeah. gotta keep it alive and hopefully you know, build into a place where we're happy to be at. Yes, Trev, unfortunately, a lot of the money, and I've seen this complaint, and uh, Tailgate Ted has this complaint a lot too, is all the money is going to that club level, and you're mm -hmm. not really seeing things for the people who are in the upper seats or even the lower bowl. And that's unfortunate because, you know, that's obviously the larger part. Now, the, the reason yeah. you see that in case you didn't know, the reason why you see that is because the franchise gets to keep all the money from the club's, club level. So that's mm -hmm. why they put money into it is because they want people to buy those seats because that money goes directly to them. Lower bowl and upper bowl is part of the franchise sharing revenue, and those are the ones that they have to report and everything like that. So the team is not incentivized to really put money right. towards those aspects, especially as the team struggles to fill in the stadium. Uh, but I would yeah. like to see some things go to other, uh, you know, 
aspects of it. But I mean, a little bit at a time. Again, this is only in the interim that we're talking about a new stadium that's going to be fantastic and we're going to be falling in love with it. And hopefully we'll see some things moving in that way. Stoner, you mentioned they've got to put some money into Ashburn. And that's right because Jared mentions that uh, we got to get real in the team facilities and get out of this bottom of the league Mm -hmm. rankings. The NFLPA rankings were released, and Washington once again ranks dead last. Treatment of families, F minus. F minus? Come on here. Food cafeteria, D plus. Nutritionist, dietitian, B minus. Locker room, F minus, which apparently they had sewage leaks in the locker room. Mm. Strength training staff, an A. Weight room C, training room F minus, training staff F, team travel F, head coach C, and ownership B. Mind you, this was given to players, I think, in October to put together. So so mm-hmm. some of this ownership, only a B, like they're trying to get the feel for there. A C for the head coach is pretty telling that they definitely gave up. They weren't buying into the Ron Rivera uh, philosophy anymore. But some of this other stuff, like that, we're trying to get some money to it, and it's it's unfortunate that Washington continues to fail here. What can they do to kind mm-hmm. of improve, especially on the F minus for families? Man, they they got a long way to go. Yeah, they do. Um, just look how they handled the Sean Taylor thing with his family. Like, there you go. Um, the locker room situation. Uh, John Kime kind of went into a little bit of detail on his Twitter today, too. So some players said it's a whole bunch of different things, but mainly the facility. I mean, if you just pay attention to, like, the post-game interviews, if you just look around, like, the locker room scene and stuff and like, outside the interview, which I do, it looks like a high school, college locker room. Mm-hmm. You go to all these SoFi stadiums and, 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 and Allegiant stadiums in Vegas, it's like – some of the college locker rooms are better than the commander's locker rooms. They yeah. got nice seats, there's space, there's TVs, not a 20 inch TV in the corner that you have to watch, you know, like, so I guess you just start with, you take a survey, like with the personnel, the staff and the players of what they can do to improve the locker room. I mean, I'm sure the ownership has a great idea because they just came from that in the 76ers and the 49ers. But yeah, you got to make it a place for where free agents want to come play. Like that's part of it. As tedious as it sounds, they give these these rankings for a reason, and it's not yeah. just a bogus ranking. It's NFL Players Association ranking, so they stick. They they mean something. So if you want a Brian Burns to come to Washington, he got to share a locker with Andrew Wiley and, and Joey Sly. Hmm. He might be turned off by that because it's not sure. comfortable. It's not professional. So you got to talk to the players and the coaching staff to see first. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, know. look, this the the former owner completely neglected this all of that this entire franchise for a long time and especially mm-hmm. really in the last probably 10 years when everything kind of went south for him and, and the new ownership can't fix everything overnight they've got a lot of things that they can do but there's a lot of things you yeah. just can't do it overnight i mean look at right. remember going to training camp um in 20 not the one in richmond but the first year that it was back in Ashburn, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it was yeah. a field with, uh, you know, with a couple right. of ropes around. And that was, you know, and there was one little thing that sold um, swag, you know. <laughs> yeah. Beer, so, and that was it. I mean, it was, it, 
it was worse than a, a cow. It was like a food at- truck, essentially, that was selling the gear. Yeah, yeah. And then they had Not a VIP tent, which was like some beverages in a in a cooler yeah, and, right. and some like buffet style food. And they and they they started last year was a whole lot better when they put in the grandstands and all that around there, mm-hmm. and they started really making it better. And that was, you know, you have to give credit to the previous owner on that. He he did all of that. But it was just so neglected for so long that he can't just fix it overnight. He can fix certain things, though, overnight. And that is uh, things like how they treat your family. Right. And we but we've heard from other organizations or we've seen from other uh, other organizations that on game days, they charge for like daycare for the families of the players and staff and everything. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that you really shouldn't make them pay for if they're there working for your team that day. So there are things like that that I think that they can fix and that they will fix. But most of all, you got to fix the quarterback position. And and that has nothing to do with this survey. (laughs) Because if you look at Washington was ranked 32nd, who was ranked 31st? Kansas City. Kansas City was ranked 31st in that ranking. And and they've won three Super Bowls in the last five years. So all that stuff does to an extent matter. Yeah. But once you but have the quarterback, it's, you it's, easy, it's easier you to ignore when you win. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You yeah. Can over. And, that, and we've said this before about the, the previous owner. If Washington were winning Super Bowls, the mm. previous owner still the current, would be still the current owner. Oh, yeah. But uh, it, winning, winning is a weird thing in sports and that you're able to mask so much mm-hmm. when it comes to that. You look at the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s and a lot of the the bad things that were coming out of that locker room, drugs and convictions and stuff like this, sure. it doesn't matter when you're winning Super Bowls is the okay. problem. And uh, it is interesting. And I, I, as far as the daycare thing, I can understand why they would want to uh, ask for them to pay. I mean, these people are making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. But maybe prorate it, right? Like your 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 rookie uh, seventh round pick shouldn't be paying the same as your you know person who's making the most on the thing. You know, in the military, we do that in our child development centers where it's based off of your pay. So maybe that would work. Chris brings up something I had seen here. Rick Snyder did actually say that the the food was actually good. He didn't understand why. And John Kime said that as well. Uh, I know Rick had the salmon just like last week. Right. I will say what I understand from from my understanding of this. There's going to be a big difference from obviously the cafeteria is something they all eat in, but when the players are eating there every day, right? Like if you go to a high school cafeteria and you can have like one meal there and it's not bad, right? It's probably a good price for you. It's probably all this good stuff. It's not, you're like, hey, this is this is pretty good. Yeah. When you're eating there Monday through Friday, and mm-hmm. maybe like it's the same, you know, breakfast every morning and and the options just aren't there. I can understand how you can get a lower rate uh rating for that. Uh, or as Gus Bus says, they must have put raisins in the potato salad. That would definitely, you know, that would take the cost down just a little bit there. <laughs> Uh, this is grab bag time here for us to talk about as we have a few more minutes that we'd like to do here. I'm going to go first with code talkers and I'm probably going to table. I had trash or treasure, uh, but we'll probably table that talk as some more people become available in free agency. We'll push that to next week uh, because I really want to get to some of the questions that people had for us. Code talker up first here for the panel. 
uh, Brian Burns was picked by Riverboat. So what are the chances that some of our current players pan out with the right coaching? Hmm. I mean, there's a chance. There's always a chance. Um, Dan Quinn's already going on record saying he wants to tap into Jim and Davis and see if they can use his talents that made him a first rounder. If we can, and I believe that he probably could, because we've already seen that ability a little bit out of Jim and Davis since he's been here. But, and also, no, sometimes it doesn't matter the kind of coaching you have. The player just is the player. He's going to be the same way he's been his entire career. Yeah. Whether Ron Rivera picked them or Jerry Jones picked them or Andy Reid picked them, it's just it is what it is. So in reality, yes, there's a good chance, but also at the same time, there's a chance that it's not. So 50 50. How about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm shoot, I, I kind of agree with Trev, right? I mean, you guys are fence sitting on this one. Uh, no, it's not fence sitting, but 50 50 is, is fence bit. sitting. That's not, right. not a but little I mean, bit, that's a lot of bit. You're literally <laughs> straddling the fence if you go 50 50. It could right. or it couldn't look. Coaching, nice coaching is important, but it, yeah. it's not as important as player the player's talent. talent. Yeah, so yeah. Brian Burns was probably going to be good with Ron Rivera coaching or with Matt Rule coaching or Frank Reich yeah. coaching. It didn't matter for Brian Burns. But there are probably players that do excel with better coaching, obviously. Mm -hmm. But if you're a stud, you're a stud. It doesn't matter who your coach is. Right. Locked on so Brian Burns' case, yeah. he was going to be a stud. Yeah, good players yeah. develop despite uh, their surroundings. I, I I agree with that. And and there is some there's some merit to that. But I really, really loved what Joe Witt Jr. said about this. Uh when he talked about how, you know, it's the coach's job to get these players to learn and get their to get their players in a position to be successful, right? He talked a lot about it that. And I loved hearing that as somebody who used to be uh, a leader of people. And it was just like you can't sit there and tell me that somebody can't learn something because it's my job to get them to learn it. I used to be an instructor uh, to and I taught advanced broadcast subjects for the Department of Defense. And I had students who their heads were as thick as the walls that are right next to me, okay? But it was still my job to get them to learn. And, and, and I loved hearing that from Joe Witt Jr. There are players. I'm not going to fence it on this one. I absolutely think the chances are great that there's going to be some players who we were not high on who mm -hmm. are going to look fantastic in the next couple of years. Jamin Davis, I think, is going to really explode. He's been improving each season already, and I think he's going to be in line for a good one. Quan Martin was a player that we were so down on after preseason in the first few games, and then he gets injured, and I'm like, we're never going to hear of this kid again. It's going to be another wasted second-round pick that Washington had. He looked really good, and he showed some explosiveness. I think he's going to be someone who's going to be very successful under this new uh, this new defense. I think Jahan Dotson's going to be bounced back after a down season under Eric Bieniemy. Right, so this is a player who we saw promise in his rookie season. He had a sophomore slump, but I think that he's somebody who's going to be explosive. There are a lot of players on this team who have the potential, even Emmanuel Forbes. Mm. Under the right guidance and the right mm. system I'm, can be I'm excited very for that. good. Okay. And so, mm -hmm. th yes, 
if they're a player, so what I will say about this is the older the player is, the less likely we're going to see a change in dynamic. But players who are in their first year or second year, you're going to see, I think, a good chance that they actually you know, really take on and show the reason why they were taken early. There might be some misses in here, okay? Maybe Daniels on the offensive line never uh, comes to fruition as a talent for Washington. Maybe uh, Ricky Stromberg was never worth a top 100 pick. But there are going to be players that we're going to be really, really high on after the next couple of years. Uh, moving away from that uh, discussion, great conversations in the uh, chat about this. Uh, I do want to get to all of these, so I might not get to all of them. Let's uh, go to Bernard, all the comments on these. But Bernard had one uh, earlier, a little off topic. What are your opinions on what Merrill Hodge said about the top th three QBs on the junkies? Trev is already raising his hands. <laughs> Everybody has their own opinion of who they think is their best quarterback. Yeah. Everybody is. And I personally don't pay attention to former players who didn't play or coach the quarterback position when they talk about quarterback. I'm not discrediting their knowledge. I'm not. And they probably study more than I do. But Merrill Hodge is a running back. He hasn't been talking about this stuff on ESPN for a few years now. He has his own thing. He has his own opinion about quarterbacks. That's great. But he didn't play the position. He didn't, he wasn't in the quarterback room. He didn't, he's just been doing what all these retired players are doing now, what we can do, watch tape for hours, analyze it. So it's cool that he has his opinion, but everybody has their own opinion when mm -hmm. it comes to the quarterback position. And I'd rather listen to draft analysis people like Tom McShay, Mel Kuyper, who've been doing it since I was born, or other former quarterbacks who have been successful in the NFL or have had some success in the NFL. But all these other guys, like a Merrill Hodge and, and another running back here or a defensive lineman here, I'm talking about quarterbacks, I don't take too much stock in it because they're just, you know what yeah. I mean? Everyone's going to have an opinion. Teddy here was actually yeah. uh, asking, and I think this is a great question for our P1 here in the uh, in the house here. What were What was the thing that Merrill Hodge said. What were, yeah, his, I mean, what were his top three and what did he actually say about them? Jaden McDaniels or Jaden Daniels was his guy of the top mm -hmm. three in order. Mm -hmm. That includes Caleb Williams. Um, he, he just thought that Caleb, Caleb Williams did was too much off script. And, and he said, basically his whole point was everything happens in the NFL right there in a congested pocket. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas in college, it's not like that as much. You, you can run around and you can do all – guys are open all the time. Uh, so he liked Jaden Daniels the best. He thought uh, Drake May was a little too stiff and had, uh, you know, a long throwing motion, and he, he would not have Drake May. So, I mean, that's kind of what his deal was. But, but Trev is right also in that maybe it's just because we're looking for a quarterback and we're in the top three this year. But the quarterback talk on those three is overwhelming with how many is, people bro. have these opinions on these mm -hmm. top three quarterbacks. There isn't a consensus of who the best guys are, one, two, three. Now, most people have Caleb one, but after that, mm -hmm. everybody's all over the place. But I, I really liked what Kurt Warner said. And, Trev, you said you listen to guys who have played the position and who really know what they're talking about. Obviously, 
Kurt Warner is a Hall of Fame quarterback. And he said, there is nothing on tape for either any of these three guys, and he includes everybody, and he's watched tons of tape of these three guys, nothing that they did in all those years of playing college football that translates to the NFL because it's such a different game in the NFL. And you can't do that. You can't judge these guys on how good they're going to be in the NFL by watching their tape in college. So he's like, I have no idea which of these three guys are going to translate. They all have incredible talent, quarterbacking talent. And we can even say that about Sam Howell. Sam Howell's incredible he can sling it. He does have a good arm and all that kind of stuff. Right. Know. He's tough. He 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 can get out and run. You know, he is, he uses his legs. He can make all the throws, all that. But what right. we can't do okay. is we can't get inside his head and how he's processing what's going on mm. in the field. And in college, it's completely different. There are no NFL concepts in the college game, is what Kurt Warner no. said. So Kurt Warner right. saying. You can't judge these guys. You can judge their talent. And you just hope they're going to succeed in the NFL. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot that goes into it, and I do think there's a lot of information as far as Hodge's opinion on it. You take it with a grain of salt, like you said, Trev. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he he has he's has every right to his opinion. He he is somebody who can be a talent evaluator who yes. played at the pro okay. level, who who's worked with right. pro level people. So he kind of understands that, but maybe he doesn't understand it on a level that somebody else does. Colt McCoy is breaking down tape. You got JT O'Sullivan who's breaking down tape. Uh, ben Kurt. What's that? Ben Kurt, ben Kurt yeah. from UVA. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of people who are breaking down tape, and I think that it's okay. There's some great, uh, you know, uh, Mark Bullock is breaking it down. Uh, Mm -hmm. You got Nick from PFF who's breaking it down from PFF Commanders. You've got a lot of people who are breaking it down, and we probably aren't the best three to break down tape, but I tell you what, we still are going to give you our opinion on these key We we have the best test. The sniff test is the, the best. The sniff test, the Stoner sniff it test, is, right? Well, I tell you what, Trev, you might not know this, but Stoner and I decided right beforehand how we were going to present our QB challenge, and so we're gonna we're gonna just tell people how that's gonna work or our QB uh, breakdown. Okay, we're gonna do a top eight. Okay, we're gonna do March Madness style. And we're gonna have we're gonna have these QBs going up against each other to see who who how they fall down in the rankings, and that is what we're we're uh, doing it. Locked on law breaking down tape as well, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a March Madness QB draft style content coming here on Ref the District. We hope that everyone will enjoy that. And yes, you will find out, Ant, what exactly we think about JJ McCarthy who I will follow up with Tommy's question here. Anyone looking forward to seeing any players at the Combine? JJ is one of the QBs that's going to be actually doing the drills, and I think that's he has the most to gain, and that's why I'm interested in watching him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been slowly coming around to the JJ discussion. Uh, I'm not saying at two right now. Don't, Don't get me, don't get me, you know, on that particular right train, it means there's a chance of it could happening. But he said, because he said right now, right now, yeah. Well, right now, JJ's not in the top three QB conversation, right? He's somebody who's kind of moving along in this. What I will say is, if you trust the 
QB evaluators who are QBs, a lot of them are starting to get to JJ's tape and talking about how he has the talent that could translate to it, right? Like we talked about it's a crapshoot. Kurt Warner saying, you never know because the game's not exactly the same. JJ apparently has some traits and I've seen it. I'm starting to kind of watch some things. Now I've not, I haven't sat down and watched an entire game, like looking at it at an analytic side, but I have watched some things that I'm like, okay, I understand why people are coming around on JJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I I'm it. starting to like him a little, little more and more. And, oh. and also, you know, we kind of look at JJ McCarthy just a little bit on him in that, he was part of basically a running program at Michigan, I think, against Ohio State. He had like six dropbacks or something like that. Yeah. But I believe you might want to check me on this. I believe he had more pass attempts last year than Drake May. You might want to look that up. I may be totally making that up, but I I'm believe right he had more we... pass attempts. It, if it wasn't uh, Drake May, it might have been somebody else, one of the other three, top three. Yeah. But I believe he had more pass attempts last year than one of those top three guys he so, had 332 uh pass attempts according to sports reference and yep. drake may in 2023 had 425 so not right. going to be more so than may. drake may so maybe it was daniels that he had more than so what did we say for jj 320 something 332 i think JJ, yeah, sorry, uh, Jaden Daniels had 327, so he had more than, uh, more than more than Jaden Daniels, more pass attempts than the Heisman Trophy winner, who threw 50 touchdowns. Now it is a different style offense. Right? 40 touchdowns and yeah, 10 40 touchdowns, yeah, 10 rushing, yeah. yeah. So you know, just kind of, I mean, they probably played a couple extra games, right? Because they were in the national, they were yeah, in the playoff. playoff. They might have played mm-hmm. two extra games. But still, just kind of keep that in mind with J.J. McCarthy. It's not like he was they were running 60 times a game. I don't give a dag on how many pass attempts he had. Were they accurate pass attempts? Were they on the money? Were they good? Were they, he could throw for 500. How many interceptions did he throw? He threw 22 touchdowns to four interceptions. Uh, he does have three years of experience, so I know a lot of people are saying that he doesn't ha- uh, have a lot of experience. Uh, he, 713 snaps. It really isn't all that much, uh, but I mean, he's improved each year. Uh, he's very young as a as oh, as the no. thing, right? Like he is one of the younger uh, players in the draft. I think he's so younger th- than Sam Howell. He might be. I know. I know. A lot of people make that about Jaden Daniels, about how Jaden Daniels will be nearly thirty by the time his rookie year is done. Again, if the QB hits, you don't care. You have play. You have players playing in their forties now uh, as they take care of their body. So that's going to be something to kind of uh, uh, look at. Uh, George, I actually haven't looked much at Joe Milton mainly because I just assumed that Washington's going to be taking a QB in the mm-hmm. first. So maybe if Joe Milton makes our top eight, I'll take a look at that. But I don't really have much to say he, on, uh, on. He's uh, the guy I put at number eight, Nathan. When I was looking at Joe Milton. earlier, I put mm-hmm. Joe Milton at number eight. That guy who the other guy that was on the junkies, the Jets scout, he said Joe Milton is the best quarterback in the draft. So take that for what it's worth when you're talking about this guy he, he said saying, see, like, Williams as a as a fourth round grade 
So, oh my god! Uh, yeah, I'm gonna definitely uh, that. I'm not even taking with a grain <laughs> yeah. of salt here. Uh, Bosky came in late and asked, "Do we need a number one wide receiver in the draft or free agent?" Now we talked extensively yeah. about T. Higgins not being someone we'd want to uh, take in a tag and trade situation, but do we need another wide receiver, a number yeah. one wide receiver from draft or free agency? You need a big body wide receiver. I'm sorry, you just do. If you want to be successful in the NFL and win games, you need a 50-50 go deep ball, big physical guy to go get the ball. You do. The guy to to open it up for those little guys that are running around Mar- on, on Marquez Valdez Scantling just got released today. You got Gabe Davis out there. You got uh, Josh Reynolds from Detroit, who's six three, physical, can take a hit, and he's really good. For you got Detroit. Mike Williams. You got Mike, Mike Evans. Williams. You got Pittman. That's what you need. You don't Mike's need to be not. number one. They need to be huge. I think they so. need to be over six. <laughs> Wide receiver foot. room is pretty short, and uh, I would like to see somebody on the taller side. And maybe that's a tight end. I'm going to go no to this answer. I don't think that they need a number one wide receiver either in the draft or free agency i think that the like i said you can get your guy i think in the later rounds especially because you're looking at them being wide receiver three at best uh and that's why i would stay away from that Uh, last question for the panel here coming from the code talker how upset would we be if washington did not draft a quarterback i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real upset i'm gonna be real upset this we have the number two pick in a quarterback friendly draft. Okay, outside the top three, even there's some quarterbacks in there. If we don't go get what this franchise has been crying about, not having the position filled about, I'm gonna be real upset. We went and got the ownership, the front office staff, the personnel to to evaluate the talent. We have the tools to go make it happen. At number two with a quarterback friendly draft. And we're not just doing it because we have number two pick. We literally need a quarterback. I will Man. be highly upset, bro, if we do not draft a quarterback. What what is I don't want to go get Russell Wilson. I don't want to go get a, a bridge quarterback. I'm done Kirk with the Kirk Cousins re- re- reunion. Um, nope. You like that? Nope. He, nope. I don't like that. He gone. Stay in Justin. Stay with Justin. He wants you to stay. Stay with Justin. I'd want fresh meat here, bro. Fresh, talented meat, and we're in the position to do it. If we fumble this bag, I, it doesn't matter who we get in the front office or on the team at this point, literally, because yeah. it's going to be the same thing every year, no matter where we live, where we play, what our uniforms are, team name, staff, all that. We have to draft a quarterback. You're going to lose the city. You're going to lose the fan base if you don't. You're gonna, they're going to call for your head. Day two of the, uh, as soon as the draft is over, they're going to call for your head. You don't get if you don't get a quarterback. And George Baker Mayfield is out there too. No, 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 no. We are in position to go get a Heisman Trophy winner of this past season, the one from last year, and then was the successor to to Sam Howell, who we already have. We have a chance, and then Michael Penix, who played in the playoff, like Bo Nix, who's played for every team in college. Like we have (laughs) the time and chance to do that. Make it happen. CJ Stroud made it happen. Bryce Young is still there, even though he didn't look successful. But he's got another chance. You go do that. I'm telling you. Hey. This podcast will riot. (laughs) We will come on here Wednesday and sit just like this. 
do I do I need to do I need to say anything? I mean, Trev encapsulated it perfectly. It's exactly <laughs> the way I feel about it. I, I don't need to add anything to that. It's exactly. I, right. I, I, I uh, Gregory asking if I just said Baker. Uh, George suggested Baker in the chat, and so that that's why I'm mentioning Baker. I did have Baker as a target last off season for Washington. I think he acquitted himself very well. And I think that he will continue being somebody's QB one. It should not be here in Washington. Uh, would I be upset was the question from code talker. If Washington doesn't draft a QB, I would. And while I agree with locked on law that drafting for need is an awful strategy when you're drafting a QB here in the first round, it's not just because of a, a need right now, but it's a need in the NFL and often when you're talking about best player available, your QB needs to be the best player on your team to be successful, okay? You might have a lights-out wide receiver or a pass rusher like Micah Parsons who end up being the best player on their respective team, but you need to identify that there's a QB who will be either the best player on this team or will make this team better in the long run. So it is not just a need. Sometimes that best player available might not be the best player right then for the team, but it's going to be the best player for the franchise. They need a QB in this draft. They cannot afford to punt this one. Everybody has looked at it, and this QB draft is deep. Whereas next season is looking more like it's the Kenny Pickett only goes in the first round type draft. So yes, I would be upset. And as Gregory mentioned, 144 people here, you better hit that like button. I know we had uh, close to 200 earlier, uh, so hopefully they all hit that one as well. We appreciate everybody jumping on with us here on episode 162. We've got a, go, went over a lot of fun stuff. Make sure you check out Snow 40. I'm sure we're going to have that posted to our shorts here as well. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the Trev. That's Stoner. We will see you during some of our player focuses later this week. And as we turn inwards, we get some of our own free agents being re-signed here on the channel. Of course, we're live every Wednesday, 730 here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And then you can catch us on your favorite audio platform as well. Wherever you are, make sure you let us know as that helps other people catch us uh, and get more people joining the conversation here. And until next time, you see that Trev, did you see me flying down the track? I was moving boy. I was flying. Be a fan. <laughs>